Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Now, following the airing of that shocking RT Investigates show last week about the mistreatment of children in a creche in Dublin, many parents have become concerned about the welfare of their own children whilst they are left at creche. But how can you know that your child is unhappy? What are the signs to look out for? Well, to give us an insight, we are joined on the line by clinical psychologist Dr. Maley Coyne. Good morning to you, Maley. How are you doing morning, this Joe, morning? Good morning, Joe. How are you? So first of all, in general, what did you think of this RT Investigates programme? Oh, I found it really, really difficult to watch. I have two kids of my own. They're five and seven. They're over the crash age now. They've moved out of the crash. Um, but when I watched it a few years ago when my kids were in crash, it felt even more kind of um, upsetting. But certainly after watching it Wednesday night, I was really shocked, upset, appalled. Um, and I just, yeah, I, I, I just, I could understand how lots of other parents felt and even people who weren't parents would feel watching something like that in this day and age, you know, really, really upset. And what signs do parents listening this morning need to look out for that their child may be unhappy at creche? Well, I think one of the first things, I mean, when we're choosing a crash, um, and I remember it was the same when it was myself choosing a crash, myself and my husband, you really trust your gut instinct. It's not necessarily about does the crash have the most modern facilities and this, that and the other. It's are the staff actually nice and do they seem like they actually care about your child? And we actually went for one crash in favour of one crash compared to two others, for instance, that we just didn't get that warm feeling in the other places. It felt more like business-like. So, and, and we were right to trust our instincts because our kids ended up being there for a few years and it ended up being a really nice, warm crash for them to be in. So gut instinct, I think, is really important when choosing a crash, but also when evaluating whether your child um, is happy or not happy in a crash. Um, I think for young children who can't express themselves, I think that's why this is so upsetting in particular because they're so vulnerable and a young child isn't able to verbalize exactly, you know, when they're in distress to their parents. They mightn't have the words. So I think if you see your child's behavior change in any way, usually when children are upset, they're, they're, they, they kind of go back to an earlier developmental level. So they show very physical signs of being upset. They might cry more going in. Out of the blue, they might start crying when before they were totally fine going in. They might start um, wetting their beds or wetting themselves during the day, soiling themselves when previously they were dry. Um, they might seem fearful going in. Their appetite might be, you know, might be disrupted. They might have nightmares. Um, so those kind of signs would give you some impression. But I think going into the crash, I said this to your producer there the other day that actually you can go into a crash anytime you want during it during the day. You don't have to only go in at pickup time. You can go in two hours before pickup time or any time you want and, you know, ring the bell and say that you've forgotten to give your child something and go in and, and check if, if it's something you're concerned about. Yeah, that's a very interesting point because, yeah. of course, if more parents did that regularly, then, mm. you know, there would be almost a community of people checking. 
Yeah, and I, I think it's fine to do that. I mean, but I do think if your gut instinct is telling you that a particular staff member, you're not very comfortable with them, or, you know, there's just something, your child seems different somehow and they've regressed, it's okay. You can go in and actually talk to them, you know? You can, you know, you can talk to the manager. I mean, obviously, in this case, the manager was the person who was creating this this not this awful culture within the crash, but um, you can actually talk to the staff members and to management. And if you feel that you can't, you can pick up the phone to Tusla and report your concerns to them. And there's always a social worker on duty that mm-hmm. will take a phone call um, for any well, concern that you have. And since you should say that because Bernard yeah. Gloucester, who's based in Limerick, is the new head of Tusla, the Child and Family Agency. He'll be taking over in September. He was with us in the studio last week and I'm sure this will be uh, one of the first things that uh, he will look at along with others. Uh, um, we're chatting to clinical psychologist Dr. Maley Coyne. Later in the show we're going to hear from a listener about a pretty frightening Limerick crash experience uh, as well. How important are all of the interactions of a child including those at uh, crash for their development at an early stage, Maley? Absolutely crucial. I mean, I cannot, like I'm a real, I'm really passionate about infant mental health. Infant mental health is the emotional and social being, social well-being of children aged zero to three. 80% of their brain develops during that time. They absolutely are craving not only kindness, but they're craving stimulation, safety, socialization, fun. All those things are, the relationship is crucial for their brain development. The relationship they have with you as a parent and also the relationships they have, you know, in the the crash environment. So that's why watching this for me was even more knowing that the research is telling us about the extent of brain development, and when I saw in, in the um, the documentary when um, the late the manager was saying just make up what they did today, I just found that completely. I mean, it the staff member obviously knew that it was important for them to be for the children to be actually engaged in doing things. Do you know? So yeah. and in the relationship in doing things. Um, you know? As a matter of interest, and I suppose this applies at crash and it applies at home as well. The type of interaction, you know, for example, when does um, having a bit of fun with the child become teasing? You know, they they have a toy and uh, the parent uh, the, um, is, is having a bit of fun with them, maybe grabbing the toy and they want it and that sort of thing, you know, and, and can seem to be enjoying it, but perhaps not. In what way would you mean, sir? Well, I mean, you know, when you're interacting with yeah. a child, okay, mm-hmm. and, you know, you're having some fun with them, and let's say they have a toy or a ball, and you yeah. take the ball, and they want the ball back, and all that's going on, you know, it, is is that appropriate or inappropriate? I think, that's, I think it's fine as long as the child is in on the joke. If yes. you're having a joke at the, you know, and you're, you're obviously your developmental level is much higher than the child. Of course. If you're having it at the expense of the child, then that's not kind of, you know, a, a, a nice interaction for them. They, they do say in terms of uh, children and their development that their play, you know, guides their development and that usually when parents play with their kids or caregivers or anyone in a crash 
crash plays with their kids, to follow the child's lead. The child will do what they need to be doing. But a bit of crack and a bit of humor, um, backwards and forwards, that whole kind of uh, serve and return, we call that a reciprocal kind of interaction, is nice as long as the child is in on the joke. Yeah. Mm. What, what are the essential, absolutely crucial facilities a crash should have? You know, because you can go into crashes and they look like palaces, but do, have they ticked all the boxes? And I mean that in the genuine sense. Well, I think the things that you need to kind of, um, the things that you can watch out for are the things like, you know, we saw in that documentary about the beds or the cots being too close together and fire safety and them closing the shutters down. I mean, I think from a safety perspective, if you, you know, that, that that's kind of, that's really, really important. The safety of the children, that they can get out of the fire, that there's, you know, a- adequate ventilation, that the staff ratios um, are as they should be, that they're being fed good, whole good kind of food um, and then obviously the, the kindness of the people in there the warmth, the regard they have for your child um, are they open to talking to you about your child do they give you specific information about your child, do they write in a little notebook and give you the information about what they did that day or do they seem really under pressure or you know what, what way are they, stimulation is really important, like being involved in root, kids love routines and being involved in um, stimulating kind of activities and then getting sleep as well. So all of those things are, and socialization with their peers, all of those things are really important. Okay, we're chatting to Dr. Mealy Coyne, who's clinical psychologist. Uh, Where do you stand on the technology that uh, can allow parents to view what's happening in the creche on their phones through cameras? It doesn't exist in every creche, but it does exist in some. Do you think that's a good thing or maybe not the most positive development? Um, I, I, I suppose I can't really answer that. I mean, uh, uh, from a, from a um, parent's perspective, I'm kind of thinking that if a parent is quite anxious about leaving their child in a particular crash, it could make it worse for them to be watching them the whole time. Um, but at the same time, um, I think, you know, and who would be looking at this? Te- who would be actually viewing this? Would it be the parents or would it be Tusla? Well, I mean, I know that there are crashes that allow parental access. Right. It's hard to know, to be honest. I, I didn't, we didn't have that access, but I, I, I kind of think it's, it's, um, it's not, it wouldn't be absolutely fundamentally necessary. I think there's, there's plenty of ways as a parent that you can, um, you know, get a sense of what's going on in a particular crash for your child, if you know your child and if you, you can, you can kind of just call in any time as well. Yeah. Uh, here's an interesting one from a listener on 086-123-9595. Years ago, there wasn't as much focus or education around interaction with children and parents made mistakes, not realising the impact. Uh, can Maley see today in adults the mistakes of yesteryear? In other words, how did some of the treatment as a child manifest yeah. in adulthood? Yeah. Well, I suppose one thing I really need to say to people uh, that are listening is that good enough parenting and good enough childcare is what we're striving for. So we're not looking for perfection. And, you know, yes, the, the, the child's first three years is, a very, is very important for their, the development of their stress response in later years and all of that. Absolutely. Like you do find that if kids are under sustained amounts of stress, sustained meaning consistent, that that's their everyday lives, 
that as they get older, they're going to be much more fearful and they're going to be, you know, you're, you end up in relationships that aren't good for them and all of that. You, of course, you do see that. But I have to really say that, you know, they say that like that, that proper kind of good enough parenting is 30% of the time where you're, pra- you're attuning to your child's needs or the caregiver is. And then repair forms a huge part of it as well. So if that interaction isn't, you know, optimal or isn't as good as it should be, that you turn around to your child and you say, I'm sorry, you know, um, I, I, didn't, I didn't hear you in that moment or I didn't understand you and I'm back now and I want to help. So, you know, it's, it's about rupture and it's about repair and it's not about perfection. Right, very good advice and we're all human ultimately. Uh, clinical psychologist Dr. Maley Coyne, thank you very much for chatting to us about uh, that. And as I say a bit later in the show, we're going to hear from a listener about a uh, pretty frightening Limerick crash experience. Let's call Limerick today now on 461995.